Welcome to Plant Stories. The modern, the old, and the crazy in between. In Praise of Allium No one celebrates the Allium. The way each purposeful stem ends in a globe, a domed umbel, makes people think, drumsticks, and that's that. Besides, it's related to the onion. Is that any reason for disregard? The flowers, look, are bouquets of miniature florets, each with six elfin-pointed petals, and some narrower ones my eyes aren't sharp enough to count, and three stamens about the size of a long eyelash. Every root sends up a sheaf of sturdy, rigid stems, bounty to fill your embrace. The bees care for the allium if you don't. Hear them now, doing their research, humming the arias of a honey opera. Allium, it's called. Gold fur voluptuously brushing the dreamy mauve. By Denise Levertoff, 1923-1997. That brings us into today's episode, Allium. Yes. The unappreciated plant <laughs> in the onion family. Had some surprisingly good poems for it. Well, sometimes when something is unappreciated, some people recognize that. Mm-hmm. And I would agree that the allium is one of those plants. The ornamental allium is a plant in the allium genus it is part of the Amaryllis or Amaryllidaceae family. Alliums themselves are found in most parts of the world, with the exception of tropical regions, and also Australia and New Zealand. Sorry, Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure you could still grow alliums, I'm just not sure if they'd be invasive. And clearly, we have learned from this podcast. That it might not always be wise to bring non-native plants to your home. Always good to check. Yeah. Uh, the exact boundaries of the species are unclear. But it's estimated that there are between 260 and 969 different members of the genus Allium. Depending on where exactly the boundaries are placed. However, the original genera only included 30 species. So... Like many things in the plant world, we just don't know exactly what goes where. But there's a pretty significant number of alliums. Uh, you might recognize Allium the name because of the fact that they shared the genus with garlic, onions, and leeks. Um, so if you looked up like the scientific names of any of those plants... They would say allium in them. And ornamental alliums specifically are known for being tall and having a spherical shape. So think like giant dandelion, but like slightly less fluffy. Good description. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people think roses are pretty and like, but these guys are cute. And as we know, Cute never fades, you know what I'm saying? Like, beauty dies, but then there's cute. 
So they can vary in size and shape, but are mostly larger in size, which when I say larger are kind of like softball sized ball, ball of flour. And they also come in a variety of colors. The most common are kind of like a purpley blue, but they can also be found in white and pink and yellow and orange, depending on the exact variety. And they're usually propagated by taking little bulb, bulbets, little bulblets off of the bulb plant after it flowers and then planting those in the ground. They're not often planted from seed since most of them are hybrid plants. But you could potentially plant them from seed. It's just not as easy. Uh, they like bright light. They aren't really that picky about the kinds of soil that they're grown in. So a lot of people really like them as a good garden plant. And like other types of allium, the ornamental allium can give off <clears throat> a kind of pungent smell. You know, you know the one, the garlic one. But then again, who doesn't like garlic? And at some point, I think we're going to get deeper into vegetables. We're definitely going to have like a vegetable season. And we're really going to talk about garlic because garlic is one of those ones that we definitely have a lot to say about. Like, what does it have to do with vampires? We're going <laughs> to learn about that. I promise. Mm -hmm. But today we're just going to focus on the beautiful ones. Uh, the word allium is basically just the Latin word for garlic. So that's it. Uh, there's some evidence that it also might come from the Greek word allio, which is to avoid. Uh, you know, because it smells bad. Or good. I don't know. I actually, I, I don't know. I guess I love the smell of cooking garlic, but I, I, what I, I don't know. Do I hate the smell of regular garlic? Definitely different than, say, other flowers. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, and <clears throat> yet again, the first person to name this plant was Carl Linnaeus. Like, to officially name it. So, you know, that guy. Uh, the smell of alliums comes from the sulfuric compounds in the plant, and that's, you know, the varying sulfuric compounds can kind of make the scent of the plant and the strength of that scent vary a little bit. Um, but they're often used in the garden and sometimes in things like floral arrangements to add kind of texture to green space. And they have this very, like, unique, whimsical wildflower feel. Like, it amazes me that they weren't part of Alice in Wonderland like pansies. Or snapdragons, which were also in, in Alice in Wonderland. The most popular type of allium flower is called purple sensation. And it was specifically developed through breeding and has remained popular for most of the time that ornamental flowers have been popular. Uh, the use of members of the Allium family in the ancient world is mostly noted by Egyptians, 
who have depicted the use of different types of alliums in all kinds of their inscriptions and drawings. Onions were probably the most popular, uh, but they also kind of held some reverence even for the shape of kind of the bulbs of these plants. So onions included, and they believe the spherical shape and the many layers of these bulbs represented eternal life. And typically, allium is used to symbolize good fortune because it draws insects like bees and butterflies. Uh, also unity because many flowers can grow from a single bulb. Patience, because they can take a while to bloom. Humility, because it was considered less showy than some other flowers. Which, like, I don't know. I kind of put that with dahlias, I guess. Like, where it's one flower at the end of a thing. But maybe because these are a little more, like, ethereal in their general look. Um, also prosperity because again it can have many flowers from the same bulb and it's also considered graceful because it carries an understated beauty uh, and while not all varieties of allium are considered to be for medicinal use some varieties including garlic have been known throughout time for having medicinal properties and this is primarily because the plants contain a compound called allicin, which is spelled A-L-L-I-C-E-N. I'm sorry for all the people named Allison out there. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> right. Uh, which is supposed to be helpful as an antiseptic. There were also some cultures that believed different types of allium warded off evil spirits, possibly creatures of the night. And plants in this genus are considered some of the oldest plants cultivated for human use. However, they were not used ornamentally until the mid-1800s, and that is where they started to be bred for the purpose of being used as ornaments. And even then, it took about another 150 years for them to truly rise in popularity, and that makes them a pretty recent discovery in the ornamental flower world. It's so surprising because I feel like, you know, they sound like they're pretty easy to grow and they're unique looking. Yeah, I definitely think this is one of those plants that has been understated for a long time. Uh, like this is a plant that you would typically think of out in the wild as a wildflower. In the same way that you wouldn't necessarily... I mean, I know we think of things like dandelions as weeds. But this would be something that you kind of like stereotypically uh, would have thought of as like a garden plant or like a plant like near the woods or whatever and not necessarily a plant in your home. Mm -hmm. But I also... I think it's interesting too because now that we use it ornamentally... You'll find it in a lot of, like, different gardens, like, you know, um, the Chicago Botanic Garden, the Longwood Gardens, 
things like that. Like you'll often find different types of alliums and people really seem to celebrate them now. But I also think people have often been turned off by their smell. Like people don't like the smell of garlic per se. Um, And that has been a kind of like deterrent for using them in everyday life or as a cultural reference. But also, I don't know, there's some pretty interesting species and types of allium. are ones like the really big ones are known as um allium i'm probably gonna say this wrong even though it looks so simple but it's like giganticum giganticum but yes it's very large they're huge they're huge huge balls of flowers which is really cute um like how big Like, bigger than softball size, which is pretty big. Nice. It's going to have some hefty stems. Yes, it really does. Um, And like I said, that purple sensation one, that one's called uh, Allium hollandicum. And that's probably the most popular one. It's, you know, been given awards and blah, blah, blah. And it's this one large bulb on a single stalk. And it blooms in spring and summer has a huge variety there's other ones too white ones you know are the other really popular one i would say but other ones that have been given awards include ambassador one that's called Beau regard which is another like purple-ish one uh gladiator globe master uh one called universe So, you know, they're pretty interesting and and they do, they grow in all different types of areas around the world. There's some in China, there's some in South America and Central America, some are native to Africa. You can find them in some Middle Eastern countries like Iran. Uh, They're often really great for local bug populations You know, clearly we eat alliums, but, you know, they're also good for, you know, a lot of local, at least insect life. They do kind of repel animals, but that's also can be a good thing for your garden. Maybe that's where the reference to like things being pushed away comes from or to like stay away. Yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, these are really great garden plants. Even though they're good for some insects, they tend to be resistant to actual pests. And they have tall stems that help them stand above other garden plants. They also tend to be ignored by wildlife such as rabbits and deer. Uh, and that's 
partially because they're a type of onion plant. They are poisonous to cats and dogs. So be sure not to plant them if you have pets that will tear up your garden and eat everything in it. And these plants are considered spring bulbs. So much like tulips or daffodils, they should be planted kind of around that time when it's still cold out. They're seen as great low-maintenance plants to add in gardens. So oftentimes they're mixed with things like sedum, echinacea plants, rebecca. Ornamental grasses are really nice for them because it hides kind of the lower long stalk, but still allows you to have these like cute little flowers poking out. Um, the globe master plant I mentioned a little bit earlier is a plant that provides flowers that are about as large as a softball. And those are also a purple blue color. And these are kind of considered like the medium ones as far as like size and like com you know common features go and they get to about 3 to 4 feet in height nice. so yeah so they're still like pretty impressive uh and they're they're like the very basic like easy to get least expensive ones so i suggest those for beginners Typically, you want to water them about once a week, and they like to be in really sunny areas. So if it rains often where you are, you might not even have to water them. Uh, if there isn't enough sun throughout the day, though, the plants will start to bend and become unable to stand up straight. So you definitely want to put them in a spot where they get good bright light throughout the day. And they're pretty tolerant if you need to move them for some reason. Like, you just dig them up and move them somewhere else, and they'll be fine. Nice. Is that common with, like, things that do bulbs more often? Yeah, I would say that is pretty common with most bulb plants. And remember, there's a difference between, like, a bulb plant and, like, a tuberous plant or a rhizomus plant. Sometimes those ones can be a little bit, can be a little bit more difficult, although not all of them are. With bulb plants, it can be pretty easy to just kind of pick up the bulb and move. And as long as you don't damage the bulb itself, it'll usually tolerate the move pretty well. Especially in America, there are quite a number of native allium plants. So that's nice too if you live in the U.S. Or, you know, like I said, there are a lot of different varieties that are native. Uh, to many different parts of the world. So more than likely, if you are looking for something that's not going to be invasive, that's native to the area, and supports, you know, local insects slash wildlife, alliums are a really great choice for that. Um, some other alliums that are native to parts of North America are allium cernum, Allium stellatum and Allium amplicitens. This is me saying every word so wrong. Even though I did look, I swear I looked this stuff up before I start on here. And then I just like immediately forget whatever I just looked up. So you could write them out phonetically if that would help. I wouldn't even remember how to read it. That's the problem. I just, <laughs> I'd be like, what does A sound like again? Someone tell me. 
But yeah, and then their foliage does fade at the bottom of the plant when the plant begins to fully flower. So sometimes it is best to have some other lower plants around the allium just to hide the withering foliage if you're looking for like the most attractive garden. Like if you're in a garden competition, you want some grass there at the bottom. But yeah, this was our little basic blurb for you today about allium and trying to bring it into the public consciousness so that more people plant it in their gardens. It's pretty great. I think you'll enjoy my my second poem. Ooh, good. I don't just so you guys know, I don't read these poems before Krista <laughs> says them out loud. Just live readings. Basically. This They're one's live called, for me at least. Yeah. This one's called My Favorite Fruit. My favorite fruit is the onion. That might sound silly to you, but I find it simply astounding what the humble Allium Seppa can do. I've seen it bring grown men to tears, men far too manly to cry. It's only the onion they shamefully claim as they sniffle and snuffle and mop at their eyes. If someone is giving you trouble, if they constantly get in your face, eat an onion a day, that will keep them away and stop their habitual cramping your space. Now peaches are peachy but fuzzy, and apples delicious, it's true. But my favorite fruit is the onion. I'll send a bouquet of green onions to you. William Robinson, 2005. <laughs> Yay! That was adorable. <laughs> that was cute. Well, and you know how I feel about sending men away, so. <laughs> yeah. And you get to receive a bouquet. Great. Great. <laughs> I would cook with it immediately. <laughs> They're just like, oh, thank you. Chop, 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 chop. When people say, like, what how much garlic is too much garlic i'm like no honey you measure garlic with your heart you don't even look at the recipe for garlic okay you put way too much i put way too much garlic in everything i one time made a meal for someone and they told me there's too much garlic in it and that was the moment i knew that we couldn't be together anymore (laughs) (laughs) you're like "Uh uh-oh well Um, This isn't even my final form. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Right, you're like, oh, we barely know each other. This isn't going to work out. This isn't going to work. That was was my line. This is the hill I'm dying on. (laughs) This is the one. So what are we going to talk about in our next episode? Next week, I think we're going to dive into pansies. Pansies are a really cute, typical outdoor garden flower. Again, mentioned in Alice in Wonderland. They're super cute. They come in different colors. And I think I think that's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know so little about them, but that's pretty much how every episode goes. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Thank you for teaching us so much. You're welcome. and join us all next week as we learn about pansies bye (laughs) bye